The Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast would like to specifically thank our sponsor, Sony Pictures, featuring the movie Smurfs, The Lost Village. Be sure to check out the Christian study guide for this movie on the show notes for this episode or by going to the movie at affirmfilms.com. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, Kent. Yes. You know you should never put your kids in public school. Never. Yeah. Part because they're my they're my kids. Okay. That's the first All reason. All right. They're never going to public school. Yeah. Too late. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna judge you all the way. Okay. Until <laughs> we're done. Mm. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. And that's an intro to this episode, 147, When Homeschoolers Judge. Mm. Oh, my goodness. We're doing something special on this episode. Okay. We brought our guest on from the very beginning. We've yes. done this before. We Remember when we had Angie in the background? I know. And I'm pretending that I don't know that, but yes, I know. Okay. So, yeah. So we're, Our guest so is here, actually, she's listening here. She's to listening, our fluff. And she could jump in, but we're, we told her not to. I sorry for her. Yeah. She's supposed to just sit and watch. So this is a FaceTime <laughs> conversation but um really quickly before we get to any fluff i just mm-hmm. want to ask really quick, shauna where do you live like, where... i live in mount shasta okay california right. yeah so all these people are like northern they're like great killer locations well what's amazing too about this conversation in the world of podcasting is this is real time like we didn't have to adjust for eastern coast no, time right. or yeah, spain sure. or yeah. <laughs> yeah. this time crazy so time let's frame. get on with our fluff hey um i have a fluff thing i want to do I got a letter from someone. I need to read it here. Okay. Um, totally anonymous because I told Ooh. them I would keep it anonymous. Okay. All right. They said, thank you for the babysitting episode. So last week's Ooh, episode, okay. we did a show on babysitting. Right. And I had a little like rant there in the middle. Remember? <laughs> I know. It made me uncomfortable. I'm yeah, just you being said, honest. You couldn't believe that I said <laughs> what I said, which was. Right. Stop having children. The I reason can't... <laughs> these women were depressed was because they had so many children. <laughs> And oh, so, Fletch. okay, so she says, thank you for the babysitting episode. Fletch's rant was spot on. Mm. We weren't homeschooled, but as oldest of four, but as the oldest of four who were spread out over 15 years, I ended up uh, the designated free babysitter for a pre-K kid for most of my waking non-school hours wow. from age eight until I got married. My mom loved the baby stage and quote, needed a break. Once any of us became older kids, mm. as soon as I left for college, she hired a nanny for the younger three because she couldn't find a sitter available often enough. Mm. It messed up my relationship with all three of my siblings, and though we were, we've forgiven each other, none of us are close. Mm. I had two kids and felt guilty for years over my happiness that I medically had to stop it too. Wow. My brother and sisters don't want any kids, and my sisters have no urge to get married or move out despite being considerably older like in their 20s and 30s Mm. it's super messed up Mm -hmm. so i didn't have any fluff i just wanted to read that because i had some quote you know someone was heavy really fast what kind of fluff is that no it's good fluff i just (laughs) wanted to read that letter because i was i told her i said i want to read this because uh you know what i it never ceases to amaze me when we do kind of a lame little show 
like on babysitting, you know, <laughs> that you always like strike a chord with someone. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like we just. No, I agree. Yeah. And so. So if you haven't heard that one, you probably should go back and yeah. listen to the babysitting episode. So there's um, way more in it than me just ranting yeah. about family size. Yeah. And mom's getting burned out. All right. What else so going the on? fluff is we actually left our kids home with our oldest child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we left we left our kids home so we could come out. We're going no, out for Hawaiian You did say food, you were right? paying her, so that's good. Oh, I, yeah. So that was part of the show. Right. Sometimes pay your kids. Yeah, right. so I'm paying her tonight. She <laughs> wants to go to camp. And she was making pancakes when we left, so yeah. it was fun yeah, times over there. Anything else going on? I'm going to the beach next weekend to write. So oh, writing week for mom. I have all these like people and things and deadlines, and I ignore them for the most part because, you know, yeah. I have kids and... Husbands and stuff. Well, one husband. What? <laughs> what are you going to do while I'm writing? It's a mom's gun. I, I don't even want to say it. And feed the kid j- junk food, right? No. We have great times when you're gone. I- <laughs> is what I was going to say. Like, we have a ball. Like, the dog comes in the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can There's s- the truth. Dog's in. Like, I get can, in the like, bed later when I get home. Pipe. There's, like, dog hair on my side <laughs> of the no bed. There's no dog hair in your bed. <laughs> dog you hair. Are so full of baloney. <laughs> Smells like pipe tobacco. Yeah, that's a good smell. That's the kids a good are all thing. like teeth are rotting from coke and no cocoa puffs. They, you know what they they're like? Hey, can we get Brussels sprouts and steak? They say it every time you leave. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, we can eat like kings. That'd be great. So the kings eat Brussels sprouts. Yes. Okay. So yeah, right. that's what we're doing. All right. So uh, we have this guest though. We need to get on with the show. We do. Let's uh, do it. When homeschoolers judge, so let's take a quick break, and we will be right back with Shauna Barr. The Blue Crew is back. Let's go have some fun. In their first fully animated adventure. Nailed it. To escape a dangerous undiscovered world, the Smurfs will have to team up with a whole new tribe. A village full of girls. Hey. I'm freaking out, you guys. Smurfs, The Lost Village. Rated PG. Exclusively from Affirm Films. Get a free Bible-based discussion guide. Visit AffirmFilms.com to download it for free. And enjoy great discussions with your whole family about the importance of purpose, friendship, honesty, and loyalty. As seen in Smurfs, The Lost Village. Now playing. All right, we are back, and we are excited to have. You did a great job being quiet, by the way. We we are. Excited. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're excited <laughs> to have uh, Shauna Barr with us. So, Shauna, welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life. Thank you. Now, can you? You've told us you're from Mount Shasta, and we know where that is. We've been there. Yeah. Um, so, and it's funny. Yes, you have. This is a total '70s thing. Remember, I told my kids about giving them a '70s summer. Uh, part of being a '70s kid is Shasta Cola, and on every <laughs> soda can. Was Mount Shasta. So um, tell us a little bit about you and your family. Well, I am um, married to a great husband and we have five kids. Um, My kids are, I have a 16 year old just about to graduate from high school, um, a 14 year old, two 11 year olds and a five year old. And we homeschool and live in Mount Shasta, California. We have a small family farm and, uh, work and serve our community with farm products. And I probably identify myself more as a farmer than I do as a homeschooler, but we do both. Um, And yeah, you guys visited here way back when, before we were farmers. Yeah. So you said two 11-year-olds? Yes. And those are not twins. They're non-biological twins. Yeah. So can you tell us that story? (laughs) Because Kendra wanted to hear Uh, it online. It sounds good. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, we we um I gave birth and then adopted uh 10 weeks later. So my my son and daughter are 10 weeks apart, so they are for all intents and purposes like twins, but I didn't actually bear them. <laughs> Wow. Well, and that's about when I met you, Shauna, because you were, I think yes. you were freaking out a little bit. <laughs> I was freaking out. And yeah, I actually, because my, my oldest was five at the time and I had a five-year-old and a two and a half-year-old and a newborn and I had my ducks all in a row. I was going to start officially homeschooling in the fall. And um, my son, the one that we didn't know we were having, was born September 5th. So um, we ended up having... <laughs> A new little homeschool kindergartner and a two and a half year old and two babies wow. um, all at once. And that pretty much knocked me off my homeschool pedestal right from the very start. <laughs> Homeschooling has never really looked the way I thought it should look. Um, but yeah, I remember in the I was like in the middle of the night crying mm. at my computer and thinking, there's no way I can homeschool. I can't do this with all these little people and do a good job. And uh Anyway, that's when I found your blog, Kendra, all those years ago. That's so and funny. Yeah, it was a huge encouragement that, yeah, you actually can't do it. And there are ways to, it doesn't have to be done exactly the way you might have thought it needed to be done. <laughs> no, because I tell you, I remember you having having conversations about you, you know, your kids, these little ones, like climbing shelves and pulling things down and oh. You oh, know, yeah. trying to get out of high chairs while you're cooking dinner <laughs> Awesome. stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, yes. I never had to live that reality. So I just, I was just so impressed by, uh, by your stamina and, uh, and willingness to take on that little, that little guy who needed parents at that time. Well, I know, um, if you're a listener, yeah, it- if you're a listener, like I am with podcasts, I was just thinking about this. A lot of times, like we'll watch something on TV or a movie and we have our computers open. You want to research, mm-hmm. you know, the people you're listening to. Um, look up Mount Shasta, California people. It is a killer piece <laughs> of California real estate. So uh, just look at where it is and look at We how have s- aliens here and all Yeah, kinds that's of the thing. I need, you need to look up Mount Shasta because uh, I remember just uh, the two or three times I've eaten in Mount Shasta, you just meet characters on the street. It's total Fletchland. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if you're going to find someone crazy, it'll be there. So look it up. It's, and it's also super gorgeous. So. Anyhow, mm, so are we yes. going to get real here? Well, we are going to get real because the reason we asked Shauna yes. on, other than the fact that we really like Shauna, is that she emailed us this week and uh, we jumped at the opportunity to do an episode on this because Shauna, I think you, you know, it just so resonated what you wrote. And I think we have listeners who will, um, who will so relate to this. So I'm going to read part of your email here uh, just because I think you wrote this so well and and we can't really summarize it much better than this. So I'm going to just read this and then we're going to go ahead and answer some questions together on this. So you wrote, here I am after 12 years of homeschooling, seriously considering sending my fifth child to kindergarten next year. In years past, in my oversimplification of life and self-righteousness, I wouldn't have said no child ever needed to go to public school. Homeschooling was always best and parents just needed to reprioritize to make it work. But like you, we have always said one child at a time, one year at a time. And when I am completely honest with myself, as I evaluate this child this year, she actually does need to go to school. I'll spare you all the many reasons why her personality, birth order, family dynamics, my personal issues, and all that has changed in our family since we began homeschooling 12 years ago. 
But I do find it interesting that I feel so compelled to explain and justify the decision to seek permission and approval from other homeschooling friends that it is okay to deviate from the ideal this time. But suffice it to say, there are many reasons why regular kindergarten is the best option for my daughter out of the options that are realistically available to us. I know you've navigated this journey with Joe and would so value your feedback, wisdom, and encouragement. And so here are your questions that you asked us in this email. Specifically, did you feel compelled to justify your decision? And if so, how did you deal with it? And also, how did you manage the culture shift and the, real, the releasing of responsibility for education to someone else? Was it difficult not to nitpick and fault find in a system that you know is flawed? Were there things you wish you'd known about the transition from homeschooling to public school that might have made the path smoother? Well, there's a lot of questions. There's are a lot of questions. I'll write them down right there. <laughs> that was wow. great. And and you know, we talked about this a little bit before we began recording, but Fletch and I both had the exact same response to your email, and that was that number one thing that jumped out at us was how do you deal with the homeschool community dumping their judgment? on you the moment you say you're even thinking of putting a child into public school. Yeah. So we thought it would be good to maybe start with just a basic question for the three of us to tackle. And that's where do we see this stemming from this, this immediately quick to judge. Uh, Shauna, what about you? Where do you think this comes from in the homeschool world? Well, I think I have to just speak for myself because I think I probably was one of those parents that, when I had fellow homeschoolers that put their kids in school for the first time or back in school that felt that something disappointment, I think, um, I guess maybe it was judgmentalism, but I think it mainly came from fear. Um, just fear of what the public school was going to do to these sweet kids. And, um, and I think there's a sense of camaraderie that we enjoy as homeschooling families and, you know, we operate in the same circles and have, you know, the same schedules, so to speak. And when you kind of lose one <laughs> to the public school, it does feel like a loss for some reason, which is crazy. But I think that's maybe where some of it comes from. But also the fear and that, you know, we've been told that there's just never a good reason for a kid to go to the government schools. And um, you kind of reap what you sow there. Yeah. So, What about you, Kench? Um, I think Shauna hit one of the nails on the head, and that would be just the fear component. Um, you know, I think a lot of us do operate out of fear. We've never done this before, you know. We've never had raised children <laughs> or are homeschooled or whatever in the beginning. And so, you know, we it's very easy, as, easy for us to say, oh, this is really going to um, quell our fears. But at the same time, Fletch, I think there's also maybe a component of um, – that, you know, there's a side to that fear that says, oh, if Sean is putting her child in kindergarten, maybe I'm not doing the right thing by homeschooling my child. You know, maybe, maybe I should open that door hmm. too. And, but I'm yes. afraid to go there. Hmm. <laughs> so interesting. I was thinking, um, you know, I, we've been doing this a lot of years. I mean, 19, what? 90, 97, years. You know, so 20 years of doing this. And I can remember at the beginning, it was a choice. Mm -hmm. One of the choices you could do, you could go to private school, public school, or homeschool. <laughs> like, that, it really was a choice. And I didn't feel bad making any of those choices. But somewhere along the way, and I, if I had to put my finger on it, I would say that it, 
it was maybe along the time that James Dobson said, if you mm. live in the state of California, there's no, mm-hmm. you should never put your kid in the public schools. Mm-hmm. And he was worried about the homosexual that. agenda mm-hmm. that was coming down pretty hard. And then, you know, since then, now you have a, a vaccine issue and there's just all these issues that people are like, there's no room for us in the public school. So I think there was some pressure from outsiders as well. And then that filtered its way into the church. And then suddenly um, this is the best option. So you get an attitude of Mm -hmm. why would you do anything other than the absolute best? And the best option is um, homeschooling. So why would you do this? So (laughs) I kind of see that too. So that's, that's a bit of pride, you know, because I definitely see the fear thing, but I also think there's a bit of pride like, uh, this is the best. Why mm-hmm. are you choosing what's not the best? Mm-hmm. You better have a good reason. Yeah. So, so that's what those are, I think. So, um, well, yeah. And I think it too, it kind of, well, I mean, you hit on it so much in your book about our identity being anything other than in Christ. And if your identity is in homeschooling and that's part of your community, and then someone is deviating from that, you can feel devaluing for some strange reason. Like, yeah. Let's face it, you know, it's a it's a challenge and it's a sacrifice to homeschool. And then, you know, to just when you see people in your homeschooling community putting your, their kids back in school, you kind of ask, well, what am I doing? Is it really that important? Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't I'm, I'm not saying <laughs> those are um, I'm just being real. I think those are some of the emotions. No. And I think, you know, Shauna, it reminds me of when people, uh, you know, think of it like when you have really good friends that are going to church with you. And um, it might be different in a much smaller town. But, you know, you have churches all over Modesto and the town that we're in. Let me scratch that. Okay. You have, let's see. I know be, where you're going with this, and I think it's a good point. Might be different than when. Um, all right. I think you're right on there, Shauna. And here's where I'm thinking. Um, it's like when you go to church with friends. And say you go to church with some really good friends. And then suddenly they say, we're not going to go to this church anymore. We're going to go fellowship over here. Um, it's completely taken as a personal affront often. Like, well, why yes. are you not wanting to worship here with, you know, what, what have we done wrong? What's wrong with this place? And because you maybe put your, you've put your heart and soul and mind. And I know for us, um, I've taken a leadership role in our church. You take it as like a personal slight, like, well, why, what, what's wrong with us here? And I think having a steady diet of identity and a steady diet of hope shifting that we've had at our church, like I, even our pastor says from the pulpit, this might not be the place for you. And it's not going to hurt our feelings. Mm -hmm. If you end up leaving, going somewhere else, if that's where God's calling you. Um, and that's okay. I mean, and I have, I think that's been one of the greatest things. And maybe that's why when people say they're going to leave homeschooling, I'm like, okay, Uh that's fine. Like you you have to every child, every year. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, every child, every year. Do we really mean that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it comes down to it, when our, when we, you know, hold our feet to the fire there, what are we really talking yes. about? Well, what is yes. our role and responsibility then? So, I mean, I, I don't know if, if there's more to say about where that comes from, but I know that if someone in the camp, a homeschooler, say Shauna tells us, Hey, I'm thinking about putting my child into my daughter. Is that what it was? My daughter? Yeah. Yeah. Putting my daughter into kindergarten. What is our responsibility? Uh, is it to snub our nose? Clearly not. I don't mm-hmm, think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have... I don't think we could ever justify that biblically. No, but, you know, what <laughs> biblically, what is our role to one another? It's if you see a, a sin issue, right? Mm-hmm. We have a, 
a reasonable response to say, hey, you know, I, I see this issue and it looks and smells and tastes like sin that I should probably bring this up with you. Is putting your kid in public school a sin? Not the last time I checked. So I don't know if that's something we can jump in and say, oh, hey, by the way, you're doing this. Uh, but what is our response? We see the Bible talking often about encouragement. Mm-hmm. We see it talk about building one another up, uh, helping one another. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think even if you are if if you are super concerned about it, mm-hmm. say for you just concerned, mm-hmm. like I want to know why, you know, maybe this is the time to walk into your friend's life and ask them some questions like, hey, what's going on? Or, you know, how'd you get to that decision? Right. Instead of and, and going in with an open heart that says, hey, Shauna, you know, why are you guys making this decision? I'm not you know, I'm not saying well, why are you making this decision? But like, tell me what's going on. And, you know, why? Why is this the best thing for your daughter? And then saying, hmm, you know what? I'm I just want to love you with along this and you let me know how I can encourage you and walk alongside of you in this. Um, and then I think as the, the the friend who maybe doesn't even agree with the choice being made, First of all, God didn't give me Shauna's child. That's right. <laughs> I'm not that child's parent. God did not give that child to me to raise. And secondly, you know what? It may all come crashing down in a pile of flames and, yeah. <laughs> well, you know. You have a story just like this, right? With a friend of yours that said they wanted to pull their kid out and then now they're there. They're like. Oh. Right. And she just said this to me recently. She said, you know, oh, you're making me want to pull them out of school and homeschool him again. And we've had that conversation quite a lot. And my role is not to stand by and judge her or to, to get any pride that I'm doing something better than yeah. she is. But if, but if it doesn't work, then I'm that friend that says I had your back and I still have your back. How can I help you? Yeah. I think that's the, that's the right response. Yeah. And not even what's going on with your kid that you're doing this, but what's going on with you? You know, what you, what you, you alluded in your, your letter, like, and I'm going to spare you the details, <laughs> you know, but there's some <laughs> details there that a good friend should be weathering with you yeah, and saying, Hey, what's going on? You know, this sounds like something you need to do. I'm here for you. 100%. Yeah. Um, do you remember that story from the, our past where somebody's wife was really just tapped out mm. on life depression De- and some real, like some real yeah. issues yeah and said hey i want to put my kids in private christian school mm-hmm. and the answer from the community was no way yeah like nope. even private christian school that's not an option she must homeschool yeah, yeah that was our, our old community oh, man just just devastating mm-hmm. so yeah you know having a friend that is full of grace and not judgment and not full of disappointment is a treasure. And I have had some of those as we've, you know, moved towards this decision that have asked those good questions. And, you know, and and any friend that knows me knows that I don't love public school. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are things that are, that deeply trouble me about public school. And at the same time, there are things about homeschooling right now in our home with my youngest that also troubled me. And so we've had some really good um, discussions and asking those good questions. Um, You know, are the issues that are coming up things that, you know, you can, you can adjust in your home and continue homeschooling or, you know, right in our community, what are realistic options? And yeah, you know, the kindergarten classroom that we're looking at, what is it really like? And what do we know about it? It's been really helpful. with a few of those close 
friends <laughs> that I trust. Oh, that's that's fantastic. And one of the things that I say um, in in some of my workshops that I do, uh, particularly for homeschoolers who are going through some trying times or crises, is this is the time to surround yourself with cheerleaders. It's not the time, yeah. you know, right? And so it's not the time to sit at yes. the, the very judgy co-op <laughs> and, and tell those women, right. you know, this is the time to quietly right. tell that one friend that you know has your back. Yeah, and who's not going to feel threatened by your decision. Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, I want to get into these questions that she asked us, but let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll answer some of these questions. Hey, Ken, do you know when I'm uh, judging other homeschoolers? You know what I like to do when I'm judging? I'm thinking it probably has something to do with coffee. I like to drink a cup of Caroline's coffee because <laughs> there's nothing like judging oh, someone man. while I'm drinking coffee. And this week I am drinking Costa Rica White Honey Terrazu. Ooh, that sounds good. Doesn't that sound good? Mm-hmm. I Even for a non-coffee drinker, that sounds good. I know. I'm liking the white honey thing. <laughs> Roasted light, sweet melon, stone fruit. So Whoa. if you're a coffee drinker, you know you can get Ooh. some of these out on the palate. Uh, has a nice kind of a lingering caramel finish. So if you mm. would like a pound of Costa Rica white honey terrazu, head on over to carolinescoffee.com. Use our code... Use our code HIRL for 10% off anything you order from their store. And, you know, the best part is by using our code, they will know we sent you and we'll continue to sponsor our show. So head on over. All right, we're back. Now, questions with Shauna Barr, who does not want to be judged for making a decision to put her daughter <laughs> into kindergarten. The first question was, do you yeah. feel compelled to justify? Let me tell mm-hmm. you, real life. Mm-hmm. I do mm. feel compelled. Do you feel it? I have to say. That surprises me. You guys are so confident. <laughs> no, I am confident. I don't really care. Here's the deal. I don't really care. But in the back of my mind, I feel like because of 20 years of this, of mm. hearing that this is the only option, I feel like I always have to justify our situation by saying, oh, you know, our last little guy's special needs. He's in a special right. needs program in the public school system. Mm-hmm. As though that's the reason mm-hmm. that yeah. that gives us. And, well, it and actually is the reason. It is the reason, we but like Shauna doesn't door. have that yeah. as an option. She's right. not saying, "Oh, and our little kindergartner special needs." I mean, I just say that like that spares me having to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like I get a pass for that. It's true. I you think there I mean? is a bit of that. Although I do have friends who homeschool kids with special needs, and and I have gotten that judgmental response oh you can't do this mm-hmm. at home like mm-hmm. we can. Oh, okay mm-hmm. well see i haven't i don't have those friends mm-hmm. so <laughs> That's good. you have better friends than i do but i do think of it i feel like i have to justify it yeah yeah do you feel like that shauna like that's something that is in your future here if you put her into school i'm sure that i will probably I, I know i will feel like i need to answer those questions and lay out my litany of reasons mm-hmm. uh to make sure that everybody knows that it's okay and was a good decision and that's yeah. more of my issue. <laughs> right. Well, do you know. remember, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but I, you know, long ago there was this thing that kind of went around homeschool circles about passing the bean dip. Do you remember this story at all? Oh, it's a great story. Yes. You know, yes. yeah. And so here's the idea for our listeners that if you, if somebody came, came to you and said, well, why would you homeschool your children? Are you sure about that? You just say, yep, we're confident. It's a great choice for our family. Hey, could you pass the bean dip? And I almost think like it just applies with so many areas of choices we make in our families or in our marriages yes. or you know, on behalf of our children. So maybe this is the time, Shauna, we just say, yes, you know what? Yeah. This is going to be a great year for our daughter in kindergarten. And uh, hey, pass the bean dip. 
That's a really good advice. It really is. Unless they're, you know, your friends that you really value their input. Right. We don't, we don't have to give a reason for everything, every decision we make. Amen. I don't expect that of other people. Right. And I don't and expect other people to do that. I think that draws a line right back to identity, right? Because yes. we're secure in Christ and we're following the Holy Spirit. So, all right. Yeah. Keeping us on track. Next question. Okay. So she, you asked actually in your email, how did you manage the culture shift and the releasing of responsibility for education to someone else? Well, in, Bye. have a good day. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it wonderful? <laughs> Here comes so the bus. <laughs> bye bye. See you at three. No. <laughs> well, honestly, initially, and again, it might be a little bit different because Joe has special needs, right. but I homeschool, I did not ever intend to put him in school. I was going to homeschool him. And so we did kindergarten, but by October, I mean, we'd gotten six weeks into it, maybe. I realized this was way bigger than I was yeah. equipped for. This is kind of a rough answer for us because it, is. it was so easy yeah. for us to say. And it was so remarkably <laughs> obvious. Um, and we also had a young woman in our home, living in our home that year who was one of um, 10 homeschooled kids. And she... I mean, she just, she was, she was 24, I think at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, she was, you know, older, mm-hmm. old enough to, to say, Hey, Kendra, I'm behind you. I mean, I think you've this got, is gonna, this is a, this needs yeah, to happen. this is a big fish to fry. And she even went to an IEP with me and, you know, did some things like that, that were really supportive. Um, and so I think in that regard, Shauna, it was a little bit easier for me to make that decision because I just felt like I, this child had issues I was not equipped to deal with academically. And really, yeah. we, we saw that they were better equipped and it was making a huge yeah. change in his life. And, and once quickly, we put him there, yeah. you know, the funny thing about this, because I think one of them is, did you have a hard time relinquishing control or something? Right, like and that? that's what that, yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah. I can remember thinking to myself, well, we, we got into involved in some, maybe it was this year. Where we went to an IEP or we went into a classroom setting, and I'm like, "You people know our kid mm-hmm. and love him, mm-hmm. and I can't mm-hmm. believe you're the public school because mm-hmm. we were told you were, you know, just this side of 1940s Nazi Germany, I right? Mean, I can't, I, you like wanted mind control of our kid. Now yes. maybe it's because he's special needs, but I do remember thinking like." How do they love him? Well, and I'll tell you, Shauna, mm-hmm. that prior to us moving and him being in a completely special ed geared world that he's in right now, he was actually mainstreamed mm-hmm. a little bit at the little country school where he was before. And so part of the day he spent in a mainstream classroom and I, you know, God bless that teacher. Cause I would have killed him, yeah. but, yeah. <laughs> but I went into Ooh. that classroom and spent, um, an afternoon there. I actually was a morning there and, and kind of watched everything that was going on. And I was absolutely gobsmacked by how wonderful her classroom was. And not just for him. And not for just for him. It yeah. was a mainstream everybody. classroom. And then not only that, they did this uh, like one minute math drill thing. And it was part of their routine of the day. And so she said she was grabbing papers and kind of talking to me about it. And she was grabbing this paper. For, she looked at this child and she said, hey, Priyanka, this is your paper here. Hey, Joe, here's your paper here. And she was grabbing them off of different levels. So she knew which child needed which math paper at their level to do that one minute drill. I mean, it was so impressive. And there were 20 kids in this class. Um, And and I bet she wasn't putting soup in a crock pot. Nope. Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. She was not having to answer phone calls from people at church and not having to take a message from her mom. Right. She was all in. Because you're just a homeschool mom. 
Yeah, right? you know, that's right. That yeah, you're not doing anything else, yeah, so I can. Else. I can call you in the middle of the day. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're just so, home. Or a husband calling. Hey, by the way, we're gonna have. <laughs> we're gonna have 15 people here yeah, for dinner. No, so. but um, but so all that to say that I just I realized that what was going on in that classroom was a loving woman who had been teaching for 20 years. She was my age, um, and and just loved and adored these kids. It was a side hug here. It was a okay, whose turn is it to do calendar today? All right, everybody, listen to Jill. We're doing calendar right now. Come on, have a seat around me. I mean, this was it was just beautiful and pleasant. And I walked into that classroom that day as a total surprise. She didn't know I was coming. So there wasn't, you know, I'm changing things because a mom's going to be here. Um, and, and, you know, a homeschooling, well-educated mom at that, you know what I mean? Like they, they know I'm, I'm the super involved mom who homeschools all these kids. And I think there's, they're a little intimidated to be honest with you, (laughs) you know, by that, but she wasn't putting on a show. And I, I have seen that I've seen dedicated people who, um, have really loved on Joe. Um, and I, I'm inclined to believe that's really not the exception as I once would have thought. Right. So mm-hmm. the next question was, is there anything you wish you would have known ahead of time? Yeah. I wish I would have known just how great it was mm. and not have been so <laughs> judgmental towards the public school system. Yes. No, we're talking about judgment all around here. Like, Are there terrible mm-hmm. public schools? Yes. yes. Are I'm there sure. terrible public school teachers? Yes. Are there terrible homeschools? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Are, they- Are there people who shouldn't and actually yes. don't actually homeschool yeah. their kids? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and the other thing, Shauna, I think in terms of making that transition smoother for you is, is to realize that if you're in a school um, like the ones that we have had Joe in, there's absolutely an open door policy. I can walk in those schools anytime I want and have total access to my child, to the classroom, to his teachers, to what's going on. Um, the, the setting he's in now, that teacher and I text, we were texting this morning and on a Saturday Saturday morning. morning, Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, she was in Disneyland this week with her kids on their spring break and texting me and And concerned (laughs) that she was taking time away from school, concerned that she wasn't with her classroom. And then Mm. she texts me at the end of the day, sends me a picture Mm. of Joe's little progress thing that he has to do all day long, little smiley faces and whatnot, because he's behavioral stuff, you know, and then his homework comes home and I see it all or his uh, classwork comes home every day and I see it all and I see it all. And now that might be specific to a special needs classroom, but I know that if I requested those things from my child in a mainstream classroom, they would do it. It would come home, you know? And so I wish I would have known, I wish I would have known not have gone in with such a negative attitude, right? Like, Oh, we're putting, we're Mm -hmm. turning our kid over to the school of Satan. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I think too, the other thing, Shauna, um, that I wish I would have thought about was this idea that every child every year, so that if we got into the setting, you know, if you, you send this little girl to kindergarten and a month in you say, Ooh, this is not a good fit. You walk out. It's done. It's not, you know, right. you're not selling them to Satan for the, <laughs> right. for the end. you all be all right. So there is that beautiful freedom to say, this was a wonderful year for us. Now we really feel like we want her back home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I used to think that I would just be a terrible public school parent because I knew that I would feel nitpicky, mm. um, about, what was going on in the classroom because I had such a vision um, and energy for homeschooling and I knew the way I wanted it to be done and I, I loved it and I, I loved what was going on in my home. Why would I want to send my child anywhere else? And that's where I really, we really have been for a lot of years. That is not where I am this year with this child for a number of reasons. And so 
I'm hoping that I can go into this situation with gratefulness and recognize that, you know, this may be God's provision for us this year. Um, because when I'm really honest, what I'm able to offer her this year in our home is not as, is not as good as what she may be able to get in the classroom. And you're right. If it doesn't go that way, she can always come back home. We've already done that. We already know we can do that. That's right. Yeah. And that's where, again, in the homeschool community, we need to be listening to one another and go, right. I mean, we're sitting here nodding our heads going, right. This isn't the year that you can offer the best. So Mm -hmm. no judgment. Like that's okay. What about next year? You know, I, I would say a good friend, if I was being real, would say, uh, oh, you're doing this just so you can work on your surfing or just so you can work on your, <laughs> on something like completely selfish. I might be the friend that says, I'm not judging you. I'm just, seems to me like, you know, all you really want to do is go hang you know, out with your girlfriends, hang out with your girlfriends your more, <laughs> you know, so is that, you know, are you really making a choice for your kid or for yourself? And I think that's a fair question. If we're being real on both sides of this, it is a fair question, you know, mm-hmm. that's just it is as a fair much question. or as a husband, you know, I think, and I'm always taking the husband's perspective, it's okay for a husband to swing in and say, hey, honey, I don't know if you're really, you know, you really have that, the juice in your tank to homeschool this year. Mm. Maybe it's a safe conversation for a husband to bring up and say, is this a year we choose something else? A charter school, a private school, a, home, a, a public school, without you know getting your head ripped off because you suggested that your wife maybe mm-hmm. not homeschool, mm-hmm. or just the opposite. Hey, honey, it seems like you're trying to do this just to get out of it. Um, so yeah, all those. Wow, have we exhausted this topic? I don't know, Shauna. Anything we've we've missed here? <laughs> no, that's been great, and it's great to have seen a family you know walk through that. Um, and as you guys have in faith, and I, I, I've been real curious to hear your experience. I haven't heard you talk about it too much um, in the public school with Joe. So I appreciate that very much. It's encouraging. No problem being real. Next well, week on Homeschooling in Real Life, how to send your daughter to a prom. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you also that when bus service started, and he does ride the short bus, um, but when that started, it was like the Messiah had arrived on our block. Oh, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> he was every day. He loves that bus. So it's well, a good thing. Shauna, we want to thank you for taking time out of your evening to be with us uh, on air and having some My fun. Pleasure. Um, thanks for uh, the, the question you wrote in. And um, thanks for being on Homeschooling in Real Life. Yeah, thank you, guys. But the, the message of freedom in Christ that you guys uh, continue to speak is just it's it's water for the soul. So appreciate you. Oh, God's good. Thank you. All right. So this was a great show. Once again, I always love when we answer a listener's questions. Mm-hmm. And this was like live. It was even better. So um, if people want to reach us, we have a one-stop shop. Right, Kenj? That's right. You can find us at homeschoolingirl.com. So if you want to um, just surf around that site and find resources, that is there. If you want to find links to every episode, those are there. And if you want to get in contact with us like Shauna did, you can get in contact us right with us right there. Yeah, super easy. You can even get to our personal stuff, our own Twitters and mm-hmm. Instagrams. I'm just telling our listeners, right. if you don't follow me on Instagram, today was the day you should have followed me. Because I took a garden blower and I blew up our son's face with it. So like right. complete air lip flapping. Mm. It's Even if you're not my friend or if you can just get on it and just see that video, it's worth it. 
because I said we were doing yard, we were doing chores, and I said, "Hey, come over here. I want to do something." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like so willingly came over, oh, and then I started great. blowing air up his face. So anyhow, oh, that's, tons of fun with Fletch on yeah. Instagram. Homeschoolingirl.com <laughs> if you want to find anything there. Hey, one more thing before we go. Uh, on behalf of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, we want to specifically thank our sponsor for this episode, Sony Pictures, um, who are featuring the new movie, Smurfs The Lost Village. You need to make sure and check out the Christian study guide for this movie. It's on our show notes for this episode. Uh, you can head on over to the film's website as well. It's affirmfilms.com, and you can download it there as well. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We will talk to you next week. This is Shauna Barr. You have been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Everything on this show was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. You can find out more about this show at homeschoolingirl.com or by searching for them wherever you download your podcast.